Genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Around, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today on the show we'll be discussing the second half of Inferno, the third doctor's fourth story. And how. Yeah, it's weird this is only his fourth story. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he feels like he moved right in, doesn't it? Yeah, um, but isn't, isn't that just the way, though, yep. with each doctor? True. So, let's talk about episode four. Inferno, part four. Written by Don Houghton. Directed and produced by Barry Letts. Script edited by Terrence Dix. Air date, 30th of May, 1970. Benton threatens to execute the doctor here and now, but is stopped by Elizabeth because it goes against execution procedure. The doctor fixes the computer, but the director is angry that the doctor has been allowed access to the computer at all. The emergency is over, thanks to the doctor's plan to reverse all systems, but the doctor warns the team about the dangers of continuing the drilling operation. Ignoring these warnings, the director tells Sutton to increase the drilling speed. After an unsuccessful interrogation, the brigade leader orders the doctor to be taken to a cell where another prisoner transforms into a wolf creature and attacks the guards. The doctor escapes in the chaos and gets in the back of a truck. Inside the truck, he finds a full radiation suit and puts it on to conceal his identity, allowing him to re-enter the compound with other men dressed in the same radiation suits. Once inside, the doctor attempts to sabotage the computer in order to stop the drilling. With only one minute until the drill reaches the center of the earth, the doctor refuses to back down. As he is surrounded by security forces, the director takes the brigade leader's gun and aims it at the doctor as the drill's countdown reaches zero. I think um, one of the things that I love about this is uh, the doctor just struggling to explain alternate universes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever this happens to me I I kind of really relate to the doctor. Do you ever get into a situation where someone's like what are you doing? And you're just like your heart sinks because you realize that the story isn't going to help anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That happens to me. That happens to me sometimes with with Scott when like <laughs> some or like something wrong will happen with my computer or like something, and I'm just like, "Hey, what's up?" Or Scott will be like, "Hey, what's what's going on?" And I'm like, "God damn it!" Because like, no, like just breaking it down chapter by chapter is just gonna just make it worse or just make me seem like more. Of a idiot. 
And so I kind of do get like when Liz is like, tell me where you come from. And the doctor's like, look, I'm from another dimension <laughs> where you're where you're blonde and he has a mustache and doesn't have an eye patch. And like Liz is like evil Liz is just so like not like she's like, dude, I do not have time for this today. Well, and she just oh, man, it reminds me of. Like the way that he's trying to explain alternate universes is, is like trying to explain climate change to people who don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Where, no, look, look, where, no, look at the curve. Don't look at the dots. Look at the curve. Right. Yeah. Where, where her, uh, like her reasoning, it, he's just like, yeah, no, there's another universe where, you know, you're blonde and you're a biologist. And she's just like, uh, oh, that's no, no, no. I'm, I'm a security officer. And she's like, no, yeah, I know, no, but in no, the I know. other dimension. Yeah. I mean, the other universe, you were a doctor. And she's like, right, but I'm a security officer. So that's not possible. I'm a security officer. And you're like, oh, my God. Right. How can it be global like, warming what do you mean? if it's snowing? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same. It's this. No, don't, no, that's not what it means. I. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I just I loved I loved that conversation because it was it was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, and like I'm not going to not to not to get not to get I don't know, but just like watching this story. I don't know. Something about it just felt very contemporary for some reason, which I know is kind of yeah. I don't know. Just like the idea of just this one dude trying to convince an entire dimension to stop killing itself, and <laughs> and they just won't. Yeah. And in fact, they're like intent on stopping the person who's telling everyone else to like to change. Right. I just found that true. Kind of, yeah, and it's all just one old white dude. It's like, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my other, my favorite part of the episode, though, I do yeah. love that scene. But my favorite part of the episode is uh, when the doctor is back behind bars again. And uh, the the dude under the blanket wakes up uh, and is a werewolf. And he, he comes over. And first of all, I love that they – that I just – I want to picture the conversation that went down where uh, the the guy playing the werewolf bends the bars mm-hmm. to, the, to the cell um, because, look, if you're going to do something where it's like, look how strong he is. He's bending those metal bars you're you bend them slow so that it's like a little bit of a strain but this guy was just like no he's got super strength so he's just gonna go like it's a (laughs) like it's a can of coke or something like it's made of aluminum and it it just i mean they just look like pipe cleaners because that's probably what they are and it's really it's just really funny the way he's just like like no he's super strong he's not gonna struggle i'm not i'm a man i don't struggle um (laughs) It's just oh man, it was it was funny, but then uh, the the whole action sequence that follows, I'm like watching this thing where the doctor grabs the mattress he was laying on, yes, and pushes it onto the guy to protect himself from him, and then escapes the cell and lo- locking them in or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just like watching this action s- sequence happen, and I was just thinking, you know, a lot of people give classic Who crap for the action being like really lame and 
bad and cheesy. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, look, this is lame and bad and cheesy. However. Yes. But it is so good. <laughs> it is so good. Well, well, but no, it's not just that. It's like we, we, the thing that the thing that we do now when we make action sequences is that I think that we we try too hard to make the people involved in the action sequences. Like we try to make the action sequences look so impressive mm -hmm. that we forget that the people in involved in them are more often than not just people and not superhumans. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have these elaborate action sequences and we watch them and we're like, that was so awesome. But when sure. you really think about it, if a normal person was in a situation yeah, this is what they would do. They would just take the mattress off the bed and you would and you would push it onto the thing and then you would escape. <laughs> and everyone would wa who was watching you do it would just be like, that was amazing. Yeah. Like if <laughs> they saw you do it in reality, yeah. they'd be like, wow, you used the mattress to that that was cool. Um I just think that's so that's so funny and just like a weird side effect of how action scenes have evolved is that they've actually in becoming more quote unquote realistic they've actually become less realistic mm -hmm. and more over the top and ridiculous and the stuff that is actually a, re a, a realistic action scene um now looks like looks like total cheese yeah um in comparison and I just find that really interesting. I don't know. Watching this sequence made me think of that. I was like, I don't know that I would have thought to use the mattress on my bed. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. It's cool. It, it It's just one of those. I really I really like it when you can feel a character or, or I guess by extension the writer really operating like at the top of their wit and intelligence. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh right, yeah, and I don't know. It kind of it kind of makes you lean in more closely because you're like, oh, I don't think I can check out during this. I think I might actually mm -hmm. have to like watch this character solve this problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, I I don't know. I I really, as someone watching this for the first time, so I guess by proxy, like, uh, by proxy, a proxy, new Hoovian, um. <laughs> I I don't I don't know I found this really entertaining and like maybe I've I I I I accept that I probably have a better an appetite that's more suited for stuff like this because I do watch old movies and I do watch like Star Trek and stuff but I don't know I think more so than a lot of the other stories that we've done the long way around certainly this this round of it I think this is like the most entertaining one so far Mhm mm it's uh, it's real good. We 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 yeah. told you, Inferno is real good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because if you describe it, it sounds. It. I mean, I don't know. Like on paper, it's like yeah, the doctor just kind of run. He he crosses dimensions and then just does the exact same thing. <laughs> right, but it somehow it 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 works, and I don't know. Just seeing the evil versions of these characters is a surprisingly fertile creative choice i think yeah for sure um also a uh fertile creative choice is having uh john pertwee run around try, trying to run around in slippies um yeah when he's when he's in that 
he's in that uh, radioactive outfit, and he's like he's like trying to escape the people that are after him, yeah, but he like yeah. can't well, run properly oh, because he's just yeah. yeah he's just <laughs> slipping around. I love that scene where he's in the back of the truck. And the truck parks, and then he sees the line of people also in the radioactive suits, and then they, like, see him in the back of the truck, and instead of, like, saying anything about it, they just open the back of the truck and are like, come on, let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. It's like, you wouldn't question this random person just hiding in the back of a truck. Yeah. <laughs> Is this, uh, I don't, I, I'm trying to remember when this happened, but... At one point, the doctor takes off his black and red on the inside jacket and is just rocking like a kind of half casual look. And I was into it. Mm. Yeah. I'm always into half casual Pertwee. That's always the best. Yeah. I was uh, like, oh. What, I, I, Cass, what episode is it when when uh, we get to see a sailor tattoo? Isn't that in the in Spearhead from Space? Oh, is that in Spearhead? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Like he's um he's in the shower, and you see it. Oh no no no! This is when he's in the white t-shirt. Oh um, oh gosh, is that um, Peladin? Oh, it might be Peladin. Yeah, with the with the, the cage fighting. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um. Anyway. Uh. So, uh, Nick, you have a lot of John Pertwee to look forward to. Um. I'm excited. <laughs> uh any anything else for uh part four um in my notes i wrote that this was my fav favorite cliffhanger so far and normally i'm not into like oh the someone's pointing a gun at the doctor but like for like all the other cliffhangers i feel like in this story are kind of lackluster but this one was like actually urgent like they're the surprisingly explode and yeah <laughs> yeah no 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 yeah no this one this one was good especially considering but it was like a bunch of people wasn't it it wasn't just one person pointing a gun at him this yeah, time yeah, it was yeah. like a whole crew of people it's were like all evil brig and evil unit and like the the yeah. countdown like reaches zero and it's just like oh my god yeah no that was it was a that's a pretty good one it's a pretty mm -hmm. good one inferno part five written by don houghton directed and produced by barry letts Script edited by Terence Dix. Air date, 6th of June, 1970. The ground shakes and everyone begins to panic as a huge explosion inside the drilling station causes green goo to bubble out of the drill. Sutton and the doctor enter their radiation suits to stop it, but Sutton is hit on the head by the director. The director and the doctor begin to fight, but Sutton recovers and strikes the director from behind. The doctor and Sutton escape, and the door to the drilling station is closed from the inside. One of the wolf creatures appears, and the brigade leader tries to shoot it to no avail. The doctor uses a fire extinguisher, which immediately kills it, and the doctor explains that the creatures can't stand the cold. Sutton and Dr. Williams want to leave, but the brigade leader will not allow it, so they plan an escape in secret. The doctor explains to Elizabeth and the brigade leader that this world may be doomed, but he still has time to save his own. They ask the Doctor for more proof of the alternate universe, so he demonstrates how the TARDIS works by traveling a few seconds into the future. Before he can explain further, the Director is heard over the radio asking for the heat shield to be raised so he can escape the drilling station. The Brigade leader allows it, but the Director has transformed into one of the wolf creatures and is flanked by several others. 
The doctor creates a distraction, allowing the group to escape into a nearby office, but not before Benton is contaminated and transformed. Everyone is in a panic, but the doctor has a plan. Unfortunately, his plan is interrupted by one of the creatures breaking through the glass in the door. The way that the cliffhanger resolves, I think, is also really good because it's not a cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like the last time, um, you know, the, the cliffhanger to part three uh, with Benton being like, should I take you out back and shoot you or kill you right here? And then literally like just evil Liz walks up and is like, what are you doing? Put that yeah. down. <laughs> it's like chill. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta we gotta follow procedure here. Like, chill out. He's like, but I'm a psychopath. He's like, she's like, yeah, we all are, but we have a procedure. <laughs> um, so so like that, and that was it. But like this was this was a good resolution because they were all ready to shoot him. But then the countdown hits zero, and they get penetration, and then an earthquake happens, which distracts everyone. And mm-hmm. that's I think that's that's a good sort of natural resolution to that cliffhanger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Uh, and then we get maybe one of my favorite John Pertwee fights <laughs> in the entirety of his run. And we get a lot. But my God, the onesie pajama fight is <laughs> one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I think it's so great from my perspective. What I really love so far about Pertwee is more so than the past two doctors he's he's just so obviously a dad yeah (laughs) he's not like you know because like hartnell hartnell looks like a wizard (laughs) sure so like you're like okay cool like yeah that old wizard's doing old wizard stuff and and like and 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 trouton too has this very like otherworldly like alien quality to him and but pertwee just has this kind of proto nine blue collar side to him and it's just so they make him do the most ridiculous stuff. I I'm just uh, I, I'm just now imagining what if they had made what if they had made adapted the Hobbit in the early '60s and had oh, William yeah. Hartnell play Gandalf. Oh, oh but, yeah! Snap! That's awesome. <laughs> Hello, Bilbo. <laughs> These are my dwarf. I I The oh. Hobbit is one of my favorite books and. It's just yeah, and it it uh, I, you wouldn't know it from watching the nine movies that they made about it, but the Hobbit's actually like, <laughs> the Hobbit's actually like a funny book, like a, right. like a, a, a quaint little comedy with like I'm I'm proper, but I'm on an adventure and I have to camp, and I remember <laughs> I remember reading it and being like, yeah, that would be a fun, and then like, oh no, it's actually about battles and honor. Oh my God, Cass. Yes. And the and the actor who plays Jamie as Bilbo? Holy crap. Heck yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Scottish Bilbo. <laughs> Just a Scottish Bilbo. No. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the name of, what, what was the name of the ghost that he thought was coming like to take the him piper. away? The, the, the Piper. The Piper. <laughs> <laughs> weirdest weirdest afterlife theory like I've ever heard. <laughs> Of a culture developing, honestly, honestly, Jamie would probably make a better Samwise. Um, mm. but, oh yeah, or like a Mary or a Pippin. Yeah, yeah, but but in, but in any event, um, <laughs> uh, alternate universe uh, live action Hobbits with William Hartnell. Um, 
<laughs> to it. And the rest of the cast of Doctor Who, I guess. I don't know. All, all of them. All of them. Um, so, yeah, this onesie pajama fight is just incredible. Um, or I guess it looks like it's it's like a, it's onesie pajamas, but then like at times because they didn't bother fitting them to anyone, they kind of look like Snuggies because um, they're kind of baggy. Like a blunt, like yeah. snuggy. It's supposed to be like one of those those heat suit things, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be like yeah, one of those radioactive heat suit things. Because they look they look like crappy like dollar store bath towels. Like that's yes. what they made it out of, and it just looks uncomfortable for everyone involved. Oh my god! And they're just rolling around on the floor, <laughs> wearing these these snuggy onesie pajamas and just slapping each other. Oh, oh man, I wish I could find this thing on YouTube or something so I could put it into the Facebook group because it is just, it is, it is a thing to see. Um, I, I, I literally watched it three times because I was having such a good time <laughs> watching this. Uh, and then I also, um, I do really like that. Uh, Brig leader is uh, shooting the werewolf guy. He's like shooting him and he's just like, yes, keep like the werewolf is just like, <laughs> yes, keep shooting. It gives me power. Yeah. Um, and like uh, and then the doctor comes out of nowhere with a fire extinguisher and is like, I'll put him out. And uh, it's good. I like that. I like that the fire extinguisher is like a weapon against the, the radioactive yeah. werewolves. Um. Radioactive werewolves. Yeah, I I just – I really admire how quickly everything in this timeline just goes to <laughs> Yeah. They are not prepared for <laughs> for any of the – and they turn on each other so quick. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No alliance. Like they're – yeah, they're just like ev- immediately like every man for themselves. Yeah. Including the doctor. <laughs> including the doctor uh, get out of my way um yeah what what was the cliffhanger for five i have my 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 notes say busting in but i don't know what that means uh <laughs> just busting in uh yeah they're oh, all they're, yeah oh no go on they're, they're all in the like the briggs office and they're like trying to figure out how to get past the wool the werewolf people and then they like break through the door oh the werewolves bust in okay yeah with like the werewolf hands trying to right. grab at them yeah a, a pack it's of a good living. werewolves mm-hmm. yeah. a gaggle of werewolves yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's episode five do you guys have any other uh thoughts on episode five any any other like scenes that stick out for you oh when benton turns into a werewolf is the funniest thing well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah! It's a pretty great transformation. That is pretty awesome because it happens so quickly. He's just like, "Huh," and then he's just like a wolf man. Yeah. What well, is this? The one? This isn't the one where he he wipes this. This is um, the other guy wipes the slime on his face, right? Like, just, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. later. Um, yeah, no, this just happens really quickly. Um, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Benton Werewolf is uh, the scary. He's the alpha werewolf. <laughs> Inferno, Part 6. Written by Don Houghton. Directed and produced by Barry Letts. Script edited by Terrence Dix. Air date, 13th of June, 1970. The Doctor uses a fire extinguisher to push the creatures back, 
then tells the others that he will need to connect the TARDIS to the nuclear reactor in order to harness the power necessary to get him back to his universe. But first, they need to fix the system's master switch. The group enact a plan to use the massive amounts of coolant that is located in an adjacent room to hold the creatures back while the doctor successfully repairs the master switch. With that task completed, Sutton and the doctor gather the tools and cables necessary to jumpstart the TARDIS from the nuclear reactor as Dr. Williams and the others prepare the system. As the earthquakes get worse and the temperature on the base rises, the wolf creatures start to emerge from the complex. Dr. Williams finishes her work on the system, but when she pulls the lever, nothing happens. She'll have to rewire the system completely, but they may not have enough time. The brigade leader is furious and begins to fight with Sutton. While everyone else is distracted, Dr. Williams gets the system online and restores power to the TARDIS. The brigade leader pulls his gun and orders the doctor to take them with him. The doctor says it would cause a cosmic disaster, so the brigade leader raises his gun to kill the doctor, but he is shot in the back and falls to the floor. A huge explosion shakes the complex. Lava begins to flow from where the drill shaft was located and quickly begins to encroach through the door of the hut as the others urge the doctor to leave them to their fate. Okay, so they're trying to figure out, like, okay, how are we going to get out of this? Like, yes. this thing is overheating. We don't know how to get rid of these werewolves. We don't know what's happening. It's like, this whole this whole place is going to come down. And the doctor's just like, well, uh, is the AC still on? And then he pulls out his hanky and puts it in front of the the central air unit. And he's like... And it's getting blown back, and he's like, yeah, see, it's still working. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fans are on. You don't know that the if, if it's hmm. cold from that. Everything seems to be chick checking out here. Yeah. Um, And there's also that weird reference where somebody makes a reference to a space rocket with Batman at the controls. What? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't remember this. You don't remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody makes a reference. I forget who it is, but um, it might be uh, – it might have been the uh, – I, I don't remember. But like at some point they're talking about like a, like a space rocket um, and that like – yeah, it's like a, a space rocket. They might as well have Batman at the controls or something like that. I was like, wait, That's what? Hilarious. What? Yeah, I was like, Batman and a space rocket? What's going on here? Maybe in Look this at universe, you your space Batman's rocket. Like a- like an uh, astronaut or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Look at you blasting off into space like some kind of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, Brigadier Leader, and, and you'll appreciate this, uh, Cass, because you've, uh, you've been exposed to this show a lot lately. Um, but Brigadier Leader, especially in this episode where he starts revealing himself as a coward um, mm. and is like, Constantly being like, or we could run away. Let's just run away. Right. <laughs> like, and, and and evil Liz is like, we can't run away, you coward. Because <laughs> uh, she's a boss. Uh, but uh, he reminded me a lot of Rimmer from Red Dwarf. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't believe Red Dwarf is just now coming up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he reminds me so much of Rimmer in this. He, yeah, he really does. That's really funny. I love when he's like 
he's threatening the doctor to like take them and then Liz just like shoots him in the leg and she's just like okay get on with it we're all gonna die just leave yeah <laughs> uh and I love I do love the shot of them all watching the lava come toward them yes um it's <laughs> It's great, but I, I just I just feel like I just wanted like Liz to like turn to uh to Brigadier Leader and just be like Well, you've met me in an interesting time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not normally like this. <laughs> I think the the stock footage of lava in this episode is made better. Because each episode, like we hadn't talked about it before, but each episode opens with stock footage of lava. Yes. Um, and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remembered so that. So I love that they just like tied it all together. Like that scene made me laugh so hard when I was watching it this time. Like I had oh, to pause yeah. it and be like, you need to watch this with me because it's ridiculous. <laughs> what is that? What is that song that ends uh, that ends Fight Club? Because I wanna I wanna make oh, a where is my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, where is my mind? Where is my mind? Oh my god! <laughs> Just fan video of Inferno. Goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's good, and it's good because it's not even like a cliffhanger. Like, it's literally just, like, the doctor escapes, and it's like, yeah, they're going to die. Like, right? they're just dead. Yeah, he, just, like, you know what? Sometimes you can F up so badly that you can't go back, and you're just going to die. This is what happens when you don't listen to the doctor. Yeah. Apparently. Well, I hope you, you've all you get drowned in lava. <laughs> Never doubt me again. The floor is literally <laughs> Bye. lava. Yeah. Like, is he going to teach them a lesson? They're all going to die. The whole planet's going <laughs> to die. No, it just teaches him a lesson to never bet, to, like, not back down. Like, yep, I am always right. <laughs> so this is what it looks like when people don't listen to me. Screwed <laughs> uh, when, like, the doctor, Captain, pulls a resolution out of his butt is like, no, you're, you're going to die. Yeah. There's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. You're going to die, but it doesn't matter. Cause you're not the real universe. Bye. <laughs> Inferno part seven written by Don Houghton directed and produced by Barry Letts script edited by Terrence Dix air date 20th of June, 1970. The doctor arrives back in his universe where he is discovered by Liz unconscious on the floor of his hut. He's in some sort of coma, and Liz will not allow the brigadier to force him awake. In a delirious state, the doctor tells them that an output pipe is blown, and to reverse all systems. Meanwhile, the professor orders that the drilling be sped up, despite strong objections from Petra and Sutton. After some arguing, the professor storms off, and Liz suggests that they reverse the systems while the professor is away. They do, and it works. The doctor wakes up, determined to stop the events of the alternate universe from coming true. He bursts into the control center and demands the drilling be stopped. The professor orders the brigadier to arrest him, so the doctor destroys a computer before being taken away. The professor is acting strangely, causing Petra, Sutton, and the others to be concerned about his mental health. He orders them to leave the area so he can finish the procedure on his own. Meanwhile, the doctor uses karate to elude the guards and run away. 
Alone in the drill station, the professor comes into contact with the strange goo and transforms into a wolf creature. The doctor re-enters and Wolf Professor attacks, but Sutton neutralizes him with a fire extinguisher. The doctor and Sutton work together to stop the drilling. With 35 seconds to spare, they succeed. Later, the doctor is informed that Project Inferno will be abandoned, but the doctor is given access to the nuclear reactor to fix his TARDIS once and for all. But when he tries to use it, he ends up in a rubbish heap and asks the brigadier to help retrieve it. Let's just close the book on that horrible place. Yeah. <laughs> we just come back and and it's like he never left. Like, I know. It's really great. They don't yeah. even barely register that he's gone. Yeah. It, it, like, it's like when someone leaves the office early and they're like, did Dan leave? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Brigadier is a little worried, um, which is, you know, adorable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, – yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Because even even Liz is just like, oh, he's fine. Don't worry about him, Brigadier. And like, and kind of like gives Brigadier a look when he's not looking. Leela looks over at him and just kind of smiles to herself, like hashtag shipping it. <laughs> you 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 be a little softy. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, and then you have uh, Petra and the uh, the oil rig guy have like a real. Like Han and Leia on the Hoth base moment of just yes. like she he's mm-hmm. gonna leave and she's like, Well, I mean, do you do you have to leave? And he's like, Why? I don't have any reason to stay. And she's like, Don't you? Like it's <laughs> it's like very and you're and I'm watching this like, where where's this coming from? <laughs> um I I just yeah, I I do I do like it though. Um because then he's like, All right, I'll stay. And he's just uh. so He's so gruff and just a blue collar British guy that he yeah doesn't... yeah yeah it's funny. Um, so I was thinking about this, sure. And and this is this is this is not well. Maybe I'll save this. Let me come back around to this when we're done with this. Okay. Story. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, remind me to bring that up uh, at the end. Um, Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. I, I wrote a star next to it on my notes, so I okay. won't forget. Um, so I um, – OK. So I don't know what this is in reference to. I'm just going to read the note and see if you guys can describe this back to me. Uh, making faces where scientists are. <laughs> making faces where scientists are. Yeah. And the WTF is what it says. Um, is, m- maybe the scientists are somewhere and an actor makes like a weird face. Maybe. Like, what do you do? I don't remember this. I don't know. All I know is that that dude gets infected on the hand and then he, they like finds like green goo and just like, he's just like suddenly possessed and just starts wiping it all over yeah. his face and inside his mouth. It's nasty. It's super gross. Uh, yeah. And then and then be- instantly becomes a radioactive werewolf. Almost immediately. Yeah. Um, I Well, and I do I do like the um, the bit where uh, somebody's like, ah, you know, we you know, we don't need to we don't need to evacuate. There's no proof of an emergency. And then as soon as he says that, like a werewolf busts out of nowhere and is like, yeah, ah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Here's your proof. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you need? It's really good. But yeah, I mean, you know, the, the idea is basically that 
the doctor has, you know, basically experienced what's going to happen if Project Inferno goes through, which is like this crazy lava thing. And so he's just doing everything he can to stop them from going through with the 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 burrow, the the mulling, mm-hmm. whatever, um, the drilling. And uh, and it's like, all right, like, stop it. And, you know, he finally he gets them to stop after after the bad guy infects himself by eating the green goo. Um, and uh, they stop and everything's everything's fine. And then he's like, all right, well, it's been nice knowing you all. I am Audi. <laughs> yeah, uh, again. Yeah. And then he, and he tells off the brigadier before he goes. Yeah. He yeah, calls, calls like him a, a big old like, idiot. Like, yeah. Argument. And then right. he's like, okay, fine. I can't deal with confrontation. This yeah, world is like, stupid and you're stupid. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's basically what happens. And then he disappears and then comes back covered in garbage. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it only, it only took him as far as, uh, as, as the rubbish dump. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brigadier's like, "What were you saying?" And he's like, "Shut up." And then, <laughs> and then he's just like, then, "We're good friends, aren't we?" <laughs> and then Liz is just like, "You boys kiss," and then it ends. Yeah, and that's the last we ever see of Liz. <laughs> Do they? Okay, so we don't have to talk about this now. If, if, if you tell me that it's a better conversation for next time, I'll believe you. Is there any resolution as to what happens to Liz after after this? Yeah, they they say that between seasons she got a new job or something like that. Yeah, she like transferred somewhere. Yeah, she's like like when Miranda went on a trip to Mexico. Quote and Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> wow, I thought that was a Sex in the City reference, and then you pull out <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, and I was like, I I yeah, no nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's one listener listening to this who is just like, mm, just not. I think yeah. there's more than one listener that watched Lizzie I McGuire. I understood. Oh, okay. I got well, you. I, mean, I, I didn't get you. That's all right. Um, <laughs> It'd be weirder if you did. <laughs> I, guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Um, so I was just thinking, okay, so, so next season, correct oh, right, me right, if right, I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. Next season uh, of the Pertwee era is the master season, right, Cass? Yes. Okay. Yes. So here's my pitch. And this – obviously, you have to go back in time to okay. 1970, okay? Sure. We need to go back in time to 1970, okay? So let's go back. Doodly, 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 doodly. Okay. We're in 1970. It's like, it's like the TARDIS. Yeah. There's, <laughs> we're, we're in 1970. There's no such thing as the master, okay? Okay. So okay. all of the established continuity that we get later on doesn't exist. Never happened. Cool. Okay. All right, so what if they had introduced the master in this story as the doctor from the alternate universe? Oh, damn, Ooh. I like that. Because I was, I was wondering during the not, – not the episode, but while recording this, I was like, why isn't there – like, is he just the fulcrum that all universes revolve around? Or like – Right. Right. That's not how a fulcrum works. But yeah, no, that, that's an amazing idea. And then the master, his whole thing is just like he wants to go back to that universe. Yeah, because like you, you destroyed my u- – oh, he was away. He was gone on an adventure. Or – or well, or – no, no. I, I like that he would I, – I would like more that he was there. Um, oh, OK. And he's like, you but, ruined my universe, you yeah. piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. 
Huh. I don't know. For less. That's no, that, that's cool. what I like that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, that would have been cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> just rather than like his ex from Gallifrey, like, right, right. <laughs> which is which is totally fine. Like, yeah, I, you no, know, that's I, cool too. But I, that that has so much pathos. Yeah, yeah. Rather than like just being like he's evil, so whatever. Right, because um, that gives him. A more of a like a tangible motivation to be like I hate the doctor, right. and it's over in like a sentence. Like, hey, who's that guy? That's the master. He's the doctor from another universe, but it was evil, so the doctor had to like blow it up. And he was like, "What the yeah. heck, dude?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's way more concise. But yeah, I was just thinking about that, and I was like, man, missed opportunity because like it's like the very next season is the master season, and so <laughs> oh man, yeah. Plus. Just Roger Delgado just interacting with all of those people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but they all love him. Alternate universe. Um, just oh, palling man. around with the eye patch brig. Oh my god. Yeah. Like And they're like they're like the they're like the best friends that, that Dr. Brigadier like yeah. what Brigadier wants to him and the doctor to be. Yeah, yeah. that's why they like argue. Oh my god. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's so good. So, so what? <laughs> so, oh, and just imagine that cliffhanger reveal of there's just a guy there, like mm-hmm. just a guy, and he's just part of this alternate universe, but he mm-hmm. doesn't exist in the other universe. And then the reveal that he's a time lord from Gallifrey, yeah, from the alternate universe, and the doctor's like, what? Like, just imagine <laughs> that part we face. Oh man. Anyway. It's because then it it, it makes it makes the doctor it lets him still be special. Mm -hmm. Um because he's still the only Gallifreyan who just like peaced out. Oh my god. And then like they like there's a whole episode. So instead of like episode two, we get an episode of the doctor and the master trying to work together to stop it and no one's listening to them. Mm. And then the doctor's just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Bye. Uh, that's great. So it's good. good. It boggles I like the that mind. a lot. Anyway. Um, well, so thanks for leaving us with that, Scott. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll do, I'm just going to be thinking about that forever now. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um all right. Well, I guess that's uh this that's was a it fun for one. this week. Yeah. Inferno's great. Mm-hmm. Inferno's so good. Mm-hmm. Um I still wish I knew what that note means. Making faces where scientists are WTF. Making <laughs> that sounds that, that that sounds like um like a Wilco song. <laughs> <laughs> Making faces where scientists are. Can that be the name of the episode? <laughs> we don't name these episodes. Um oh, that's true. Yeah. So um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Anyway, all right. Well Well thanks for joining us, guys. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh go to uh join our Facebook group. If I can find uh that one onesie pajama fight uh on YouTube, I will definitely post it in the Facebook group. So if you want to check that out, uh, Facebook doc, Facebook.com. Uh, and I don't, do I have a, maybe I don't have a shortcut for that. Well, 
Maybe I'll make one later. I don't have it now, and I'm not willing to say what it will be in the future in case it's taken. Um, sure, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, just go to go to go to Facebook and and search the groups for um, uh, the Doctor's Companion Listener Group, and you'll you'll find it there, and you can join up there and join our community and talk about Doctor Who stuff. Um, it's, it's fun. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, more more active than I would have guest i'm I'm glad that we actually do have real listeners it's, yeah yeah it's we during the during the break we really did we had some people or even during in chicago we had a couple of people come up to us and specifically said that they listened to the doctor's companion because we do we are we are kind of self-deprecating about about that but we it it's awesome that that you guys are listening to this mm-hmm. yeah and i will say that our um Long way around numbers are larger than they ever have been in the past. So uh, that's good. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, they're still not as big as the on season as the new episodes, but uh, they oh, are. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're cool with that, I think. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, you're the what I, I'm, I'm trying to quote something, but I'm, I'm going to feel like a, like a, it's going to be it would be a real like, how do you do, fellow kids? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> Kind of moment because I don't I don't know I don't know what what is it uh real 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 champagne for my real friends friends real pain for my sham friends yeah there you go you're the real friends guys oh thanks <laughs> I mean you are too I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway all right um we'll talk to you guys next time with uh with our 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 first episode covering Genesis of the Daleks. Yes. Hell yeah. Those fat robots are back y'all. Yeah. Uh, and they're, and they're bringing their daddy with them this time. Oh my God. <laughs> Papa. <Daddy. Yeah. laughs> Papa. <Daddy. laughs> oh Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>